and welcome to the Pixels Podcast, your weekly video game roundup. My name is Christian Travis, and with me is Sophia Wood, my co-host. Say hi, Sophia. Hey. And then we have a special guest, and their name is, let's see if I don't mess it up, Joao. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I messed it up. It's fine. Hi, everyone. I'm Joao. Do you want to correct us on air? Yes. My name is Joao. It, you know, it's funny because when you say it and then I can copy it, then it's cool. But then when I have to remember it, then it's not cool. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Mm. It, it, it takes it takes a while to get used to it. We just have a lot of weird sounds. So, guys, how was everyone's weekend? How's everybody's morning? What's going on? Tell me. I'm very interesting. Mine was full of anxiety and technical issues. Mine was good. I played a little bit of video games this morning. So that's a nice way to start the day. Uh, yeah, mine was fine too. I've I've been playing uh, Deadly Premonition. We can talk about that in a little bit. Oh yeah, that sounds fun. I've never played that game. I have never played it either. It, I actually it was Sophia that made me do it because she wrote about it on the website where we work, and we talked about it, and I was interested, and so I I just did it. But we'll get to that in a little oh, bit. Oh, that's interesting. I like. That. I mean, I'm glad someone else bought it and not me. So now I have someone else's review to tell me if I should buy it or not. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, should we get started with the news? Yeah, why not? Let's dive right into our news. And then, since we have a special guest, each of us will give three pieces of news. And then we'll do our typical structure. We'll do our Xbox Game Pass segment. And then we'll talk about what games we've been playing. Does that sound good? Sounds, Sounds fine good. Yeah. Okay, Sophia, so why don't you start us off and then we will just, you know... Go around. Go go in a circle. So, are either of you Assassin's Creed fans? I am not. I have never played Assassin's Creed outside of this DS game, the first DS game, the Altair's Chronicles, I think. Wow, that's really? such a throwback. <laughs> I only played that one. Like I've always been interested like from the trailers and stuff, but I never really had the willpower to actually buy an Assassin's Creed game. So last Wednesday, Ubisoft started a live stream for a teaser for the new game. And the teaser was an eight-hour stream of a time-lapse creation of artwork. So everyone was watching for eight hours this this live stream, waiting for just a hint of what the next game is going to be. That's so cool. I love I, that. I think it was a really good idea. I, was, I had it up the whole day just, you know, watching. It was really nice artwork. A lot of the fans are already guessing Vikings, which is what it was. Spoiler alert. Yeah, didn't you mention Vikings on one episode? Because I feel like I feel like when it got revealed, I was like, oh, Sophia told me that. I think it was definitely rumored because a lot of people were like, yeah, we already know what it is. I thought maybe King Arthur because there was a castle and they didn't actually add any Viking like symbols or anything until much later on. So I was like, oh, there's knights and there's a castle that maybe King Arthur or something like that. It was Vikings. They added, you know, started adding the details. And I'm actually really excited about this. They released an official trailer the next day. And there was, like, a Viking village. And then there was a war. And then we saw Odin. So they're bringing all the gods back, like Odyssey. It was really cool. What do you guys think? That is pretty cool. Yeah, it is very... I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think the, the concept is very interesting. I'm glad they're still coming up with, like, new historical areas to explore. Because I, I they've been doing this, what, for... 14 years i don't know when the first one came out and it's cool that they still have like completely different settings that they can do and work with now 
and the Viking one makes a lot of sense. I think it's a it's a pretty interesting period to to go over. I actually have a thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But when you think Assassin's Creed, do you think of a Viking sneaking around and killing people? Yeah, no. that's a weird choice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like Vikings are very like. We pillage, we we steal, we do this, that, and the third. But I feel like they're very upfront about it. I feel like nobody actually snuck around and did, like, recon or any of that fun stuff. Oh, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed has been only more about stealth in a way, I guess. Yeah, and and Vikings are the exact opposite of that. So I, I'm wondering what they're going to do in that aspect. But I mean, yeah. the same could have been said for Odyssey, right? When you think of Spartans and ancient greece you don't think assassin you think i guess war and stuff like that it's literally about a war yeah but i haven't played odyssey so i didn't even think about that (laughs) so i guess it works i'm sure they'll make it work i'm just i'm obnoxious and had to point out the 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 flaw in the idea does anyone else have any feelings about assassin's creed not not too many crazy feelings i've tried the franchise two maybe three times and i've just never got into it i know people love the series itself but i think the two that i tried was like black flag and origins and i just it didn't grab me i didn't finish it i just i didn't have the drive to continue so i never will become that assassin's creed fan that other people are but I completely understand why people are excited for this new game. Yeah, I, I think I, I reflect that a little bit. It's, I I think it looks kind of cool, but I'm not that into it. The Viking setting is definitely interesting, but that's that's really oh yeah for sure. I like that. Uh, like that's my favorite part about this announcement is that it's Vikings. I just like Vikings. I think that's how they keep people interested too. Is making these like. Everyone was super excited to see ancient Greece. Everyone's going to be super excited to see Vikings. I think at this point, it's not even about the plot. Like, I could not tell you anything about the plot of Assassin's Creed, even after playing all these games. But it is about just experiencing the setting. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I'm excited to see how people react when it comes out. Yeah, I definitely think Sophia has a point there. I think Assassin's Creed has transitioned a little bit because in the first few games, it was... A lot about, I think, similar settings. You always have like, the same the same characters. You had Ezio, Altair, and stuff. And it was, a, I think, that was a bigger focus on the plot and those characters. And then they started to branch out to explore other historic eras instead of focusing on the same thing. That's the feeling I get mm-hmm. looking from the outside, at least. No, I see exactly what you're saying, and it, it makes sense that that's why they spend not spend so much money, but gather so many resources to make like an area in their game or just put they they just put a lot of work into their locations and their settings when they play when they make their games which is great because you get that full image and you're like holy crap this place is so cool yeah it's interesting i I know one of the games even had a a part in portugal i feel like they do a lot of research for this because there there is a a game that has a part that takes place in portugal which is for me, mm-hmm. it's always cool to see because Portugal exists, and I don't think a lot of people know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's cool. Educate the kids about <laughs> Portugal. I don't know. It's cool that they do all, that they create all those environments, and I think that there's definitely value in that. 
it's just not for me. I mm-hmm. don't care about history that much personally. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think that's where we, we are similar. We, we both have that, that thought that's like, oh, like we love video games, but when it comes to things themed with history, we're not too crazy into that. Yeah, it's something like that. And that's why Sophia loves it. Yeah, I'm a nerd. You can call me out. That's okay. <laughs> I think we're all nerds. We, we're doing this podcast. I think that's enough. <laughs> that's <laughs> really oh, yeah, for sure. And you know what? I will gladly admit that I'm a nerd. Yeah, same. It's fine. I'm okay with that. Speaking of upcoming games, Chris, do you want to take us to the next story? Sophia, I actually would love to do that because I have some news on The Last of Us Part 2. Do you remember that game? Do I remember the game that's not out yet? Yeah. Do you remember the new, like the recurring news yes, around that I game? I remember The Last of Us too. Yeah. So we have spoiler news about The Last of Us Part Two that I will not be repeating because we don't want to ruin the 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 experience for anybody listening. To sum it up, this this situation is a little weird because at first there were some leaks with like footage from the video game itself and people saw it. the overall consensus consensus was that the way the story was going people didn't enjoy and didn't like and now they're upset that it got ruined for them at first this the rumors were saying that it was an activision not activision a naughty dog employee that like didn't like the working conditions and was very upset with how the company treated them and just fully leaked the the game online. But after all that craziness, we got a follow-up from Sony themselves saying that the person who leaked the game was not a Sony or, or um, Naughty Dog employee. So now I'm a little more confused, but I feel like this this is all so crazy for such a game that, like for a game that people are looking forward to, that like everyone's like looking around trying to get like the information about who leaked the game without actually getting like details of the leak itself and i'm gonna be honest i played last of us one got halfway through and then i upgraded to a new playstation playstation pro and then my save data didn't carry over because i at the time i was not playing uh, i mean i was not paying for playstation's online service so I never finished Last of Us 1, but I understand so far how people are so excited for this game and why they're so devastated because of this leak. So what do you guys think about this? Is this is this like, are you going to avoid the leak? I'm not going to lie. I looked up the leak. I, I, I had to see what was freaking people out because I'm just, uh, I, I'm nosy like that. <laughs> and I will finish Last of Us 1. I just need to get the nerve to start all over from where I started and, 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 you know, just get into it. But what do you guys think? Are you guys playing this game? Are you guys um, trying to avoid these leaks? What's the situation there? So I have never played the last of us. Actually, I played the first like 10 minutes with my university friends, but I'm not going to lie. Hearing so many people hate the spoilers makes me, reluctant to start the series does that make like i don't i feel less likely to play the last of us and definitely feel less likely to play the last of us 2 really that's so weird well here's the thing i think you need to 
play The Last of Us with the thought that this game was initially made to only be a standalone game, you know? Like, when they made it, they were like, maybe we'll make a sequel, but for now, this is the story we want to tell, and we're going to leave it that. I was just going to say that anyone who spoils a game like this, even though I don't care about The Last of Us, these people just should just go to jail because this is go to jail. <laughs> just, just arrest them all. This is terrible. Uh, so jokes aside, you shouldn't do something like this. No matter what the circumstance, even if it was a Naughty Dog employee, you're ruining the experience for everyone that you were working for. It's not your employee employers, but the fans that you were making the game for. So no one should ever do something like this, either whether it's inside the, the company or outside. This is just a horrible thing to do. Like No, yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't feel discouraged to play the game if I was a fan. I don't think that would affect my willingness to play the game. But again, I've heard that the plot is actually not that very, that good from what people are saying. I don't know. Yeah, the plot takes a turn. And here's the thing. Someone who hasn't played the game, aka me, or played through the whole game and saw the, the, the spoilers understands immediately why people are upset about the about this now all i gotta say to end this portion of my my story is just naughty dog did put a statement out saying we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you we feel the same it's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-released footage from development do your best to avoid spoilers and we ask that you don't spoil it for others last of us part two will be in your hands too soon no matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. So I think they haven't thought that people aren't enjoying the leaked footage and where the the route the story is going and had to put that statement out in addition to just being like, yo, like we, we're aware that, you know, that people have their hands on leaked footage. So I think they're in the middle of damage control mode. And it's weird because shortly after this leak, then they gave a release date for The Last of Us 2. So I think they were like, no, we have to get this game out as soon as possible before people see these spoilers. Do you think that they're changing the game because of the reaction or that they were already going to change kind of what people know and this is just an unfortunate part that's been spoiled that makes it seem like it's disappointing? Oh, I'm sure they're not changing anything about the game. I'm sure they're sticking to what they wrote. Because that would be they would delay the game again if they had to change something. Oh, okay. So I think I think we're gonna see it fully unfold the same way that the leaks have been coming out. Yeah, I, I would okay. say that too. It's it's way too late to to make any changes to it now. I think they're just trying to make people believe that it's gonna be different or that there's some context that they're not seeing, something like that. But it's definitely gonna be the same thing now. I I think it's it will be way too late for this to be change now anything yeah i agree but anyway why don't we move on i know we have some news from nintendo right do we want to go into that um okay so we're, i was gonna go with the first so what, the first one i have here <laughs> i'm just gonna take a step back from games that are to games that are already out now i want to talk about mario maker 2 so, so there was an update that was announced a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you guys saw that. That now lets players create like full Mario worlds. Like you can have eight worlds and 40 levels all strung together in a way that you want to. 
Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. I thought that was a major update. And I think that's one thing that people really wanted when Mario Maker 2 came out. Uh, so here's the thing. I, the first Mario Maker was just about creating single levels. You would create them, you would share them, and people would play them. And that's fine. The thing for me, I didn't own a Wii U either. But like, even if I did, I was never that interested in Mario Maker. Because when you have this, for, for me, I like having like a a far-reaching goal, if that makes any sense. I don't like just playing individual levels without, without like an end game to all of it. So when you have this infinite mm-hmm. pool of levels to choose from, you're never done. So I feel like I don't have an incentive to play. So I never really cared much about Mario Maker, the first one. Then the second one came out and had a campaign mode, and that was the only reason I bought the game, is just to play the campaign. But this update does something that I really like. Because so, now you have this, all, this set of levels that are strung together, and you can play through all of that, and that gives you a much bigger goal. So I, that, to me, that was a huge, that was huge news, and I actually started playing the game again. And how are you liking it? It's pretty cool. <laughs> Most of the levels seem to be speedrun levels, and you have no idea what's happening. Like, all you do is press, you just run and press the jump button at the right time. And there's just a, a bunch of things happening around you. But you don't have to do anything. You just just look at it. Because if, if you react to anything that's happening on the screen, you lose. It's 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 very confusing. <laughs> so you said that you picked up oh, because God. there's I... a campaign. Do you think the campaign's strong enough? So the camp no, the campaign is Nintendo made levels, but they, they're made using the same tools that players would use. So when it came out, it, it, it I bought it for the campaign that Nintendo made. And and yeah, me yeah too. so that's why I bought it because I didn't really care for that those infinite levels. But now they come out with this mm-hmm. thing where players can create their own campaign or this like full game with up to forty levels. And that's I feel like that's what Mario Maker was trying to be all along. Like that's that's the end goal with a game like this, is to be able to create a full Mario game that other people can play. And now there's just a bunch of those full Mario games that other people can play. So I think that's a really cool update. I've, I've been playing it every now and then, and it's really cool. But it does sound like fun. Maybe there's something that I need to pick up. Oh, yeah, you definitely should. It's definitely fun for a few for a few play sessions, especially the campaign. Like I kept, like, I kept playing the game until I beat the campaign, and then I put it down, and then... Just recently, before even this update came out, I, I started playing other people's created levels and it like pulled me back in. And now I, I gave the, the world builder a shot with the other people's submissions. And I'm like, wow, this is literally feels like a Mario game. I really enjoy this. Yeah. So I would definitely pick it up if you have not. Yeah, it's totally yeah. worth it. Now more than ever, I think it's definitely worth worth buying because the, the, those worlds are just really cool to play through. It's There's a lot to do. They're big and they're... Their own adventures are on their own, but then there's an infinity of them because everyone can make them. So it's really cool. And yeah, you'll never have content to run yeah, out of. Yeah, now you really don't. And it's, I don't know, I really like it. <laughs> That's all I really have to say. I, I just thought the update, was, <laughs> the update was very exciting. And I had something else to say, but I already forgot. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to bring that up. So you have Mario Maker 2, Christian. Sophia doesn't. You should. You should buy it. You should. I'll add it to my list. It's it's really good. Yeah, put it on your list. The only problem there is is 
Nintendo games never go on sale, so don't wait for one oh, of those. Oh yeah, it's oh, you're on. gonna have, you're very likely gonna have to pay oh, full price. Yeah. yeah. So it that's the downside, but it's I I think it's worth it. And just the fact that you can create all that, and that's what I was gonna say. Also, and I just remembered. I think it's interesting that Nintendo now gives us tools that let us make potentially better games that better Mario games that when what Nintendo themselves make, which is really weird. Because you look at Mario Maker and the tools that you have to create, you can do anything. You can put wings on fireballs, you can put wings on anything. Like anything you can just put wings or associate certain actions to certain enemies that you would never see in a Nintendo made game. So now you have all these new twists in Mario games that Nintendo themselves would never make. And now people can do that and still make fun worlds. So it's like you're giving people the power to make better games than you can make. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think there's the potential for it, definitely, because people can get much more creative without those restrictions that Nintendo usually puts on themselves to have things that make sense in the Mario world. And now people can just ignore that and make the craziest things and be much more creative with it. I think that's really interesting that they let you do that. I do always like those games and software that let you create your own games to see what people do with the tools. I think because there's always stuff that you see on that you that you thought you would never be able to make with something so simple. So I definitely feel like I need to pick that one up. Oh, yeah, that's definitely an interesting part of it. And you see that from a lot of game builders sort of games. I just think it's especially interesting with Mario because... Nintendo still makes Mario games. So now it's like they're competing with themselves because now you have Mario Maker 2 where you can get all these custom-made Mario games that can have a lot of things that Nintendo's games are never going to have. So that's, I just think that's really interesting the way they do that. Speaking about trying new games, I tried PS Now this week and I want to talk about that. Go ahead. We're all listening. Thank you. I was waiting for the yes or no with the segue. <laughs> so I've never owned a PlayStation. And the only game I've ever played on PlayStation is Red, De- Red Dead Redemption 2 and like Five Minutes of the Last of Us on my friend's PlayStation. So I've been lacking a PlayStation all my life. And I've always been super jealous of the really cool games that Sony makes that we as Xbox users and Nintendo users cannot play. So... The other day, my uni flatmate messaged me to tell me how great Spider-Man was, and he said it's the only game he's ever felt sad when it ended. So I was like, oh my god, I need to play this game. I love Spider-Man. I love video games. So And how are you liking it so far? Well, here's the thing. So I got PS Now, which lets you stream games on your PC uh, for $10 a month. And they have a whole library. They have The Last of Us on there. They have God of War on there. They have Spider-Man on there. So I started playing, and it said you need a DualShock controller for it. And I was like, that's fine. I can use my Xbox One. I don't see what the issue would be. So apparently, you need a DualShock controller for this. Because (laughs) I cannot finish any of these games because I don't have the touchpad button in the middle. And I cannot redo the controls. Oh, it's awful. I literally spent 20 minutes playing Spider-Man. I got through the whole introduction bit. And then it told me to level up, and I couldn't level up. And now I'm just stuck sitting on a building wait, oh, as it no. waits for me to level up. That's, <laughs> and I try it. Oh, that's oh, terrible. It was <laughs> such a disappointment. And 
I cannot find a DualShock controller anywhere for less than 60 bucks. The ones that I can get don't come until June. Finally, finally, I text my neighbor and he's going to sell me his on Monday. So I will have more for you next week. (laughs) Can you imagine owning a DualShock controller but not owning a PlayStation 4? That's That's going to be my life. Weird. Yeah, I only have one too uh, as well. Like I have a PlayStation. I only have one cuz I don't play it that often. And it's my Spider-Man PlayStation, so it's all red and cool looking. It's just that for decoration. You don't need to use it. You know. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's for me to bring up in podcasts and other social <laughs> I feel situations. Like that's literally why you have PlayStation though cuz I never hear you playing the games except for when you're on the podcast. You're like, "Oh, I played that for 5 minutes once." <laughs> Well, I told you that I, that I I beat Final Fantasy VII, and that's a PlayStation exclusive right now. Is it? Oh, it is. I yeah, have no I idea. put forty hours into that thing. Huh. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to talk about everyone else's PlayStation. I can't think of the word. What's the word? Experiences. Relationship. Relationship. I was going for experiences. Why would I say relationship? <laughs> Because I have a really good relationship with my PlayStation. It loves me and it asks me to treat it very well. We go on dates all the Please time. Please don't go into details. We don't, yeah. we don't need, we don't need <laughs> Her name is Elmira. Okay, we're going to move on and I'm going to talk about the entire thing. How dare you? Good content. So good I was going to say, has anyone else thought about trying PS now? No. I, I didn't know you could try it without having a playstation so there's that (laughs) yeah so i think i think i recommend it if you have playstation controller i do find it annoying yeah that you have to then buy because if you're gonna buy a dualshock controller for 60 bucks just buy the playstation like at that point you're already investing so much that's true you might as well but my experience wasn't bad at all there were times when the oh what am i looking for there were times when the frame rate dropped and it kind of slowed down and it looked but that only lasted a couple seconds and i oh. think i've got pretty good wi-fi so I, it streamed pretty well so i i don't have any i think this could be a genuine way for non playstation owners to play these exclusives as long as they have the controller obviously which is a downside of course i think that's the whole shtick with um, streaming services like you can play without buying anything so or without buying a console, at least. And yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I like that they're giving people the option to, to try their games on a service. Because, like, for all you know, like, Sophia and I have had conversations about PlayStation and Next Gen and whatnot. For all you know, someone like Sophia could play one of their PlayStation games and be like, oh, I understand why people love PlayStation games so much. I might have to invest in a PlayStation 5 when it comes out. I'm not saying it's going to happen with Sophia. Also, it's like, it's not going to happen, but (laughs) I guess. Yeah, but I'm saying there could be a customer or someone consuming their media and then going, oh, I like the content that that Sony puts out. I might get a PlayStation. It's also a possibility, yeah. I think that's not the end goal with those streaming services. Eventually, they expect us to all have, like, fast internet and just play exclusively through these streaming services. But for now, yeah, I guess it can be kind of an advertisement for your physical products. I No, yeah, I yeah, agree I'm... that I think streaming is definitely going to take off, especially, I was going to save this for a segment later, but Xbox Game Pass is going to bundle 
xCloud in with Game Pass when it comes out so that you can stream your Game Pass games through your devices. So I think this is definitely going to become something at least where people can just kind of go on the game the goal is to go on the sorry this is not the sentence isn't working (laughs) out the goal is to kind of play anywhere right yeah it is a hindrance though because at university xcloud just did not work because obviously university internet is terrible and does not work oh yeah and also i think some of them might have restrict like blockers like traffic blocked for gaming stuff i, I know my girlfriend yeah, yeah. can play at her university on anything online at her university because it just their wi-fi just blocks anything related to gaming i think oh, that's, that's crazy Mine I, hate that. I mean i was playing original what's it called original sin divinity original sin. I need- well you also were overseas and not not like using uh that specific location's wi-fi no but i was at university and i was playing it with my university wi-fi and it was fine so that's i mean this is kind of a tangent now but it's crazy that they like block online gaming i'm pretty sure that's what was happening though because we could not get it to connect in any way unless she used the vpn so i think it was i mean that's just american wi-fi for you (laughs) it's american colleges what a mood yeah yeah but anyway that actually rounds it out to a question i did have do you think PS Now is like PlayStation is going to try to develop to be just as good as Game Pass? Or do you think that is not in the rearview mirror for Sony? That's tough because honestly, I think it's already kind of there. I mean, they have a good library. You can ste- you can stream them and you can also download them on PlayStation, I'm pretty sure. I can't test that because I don't have a PlayStation, but that's what it told me. yeah. I think that the thing with Sony's service is the limitations of the platforms it's on because it's only PC and PlayStation, so you can play on your phone or, you know, on your TV, I guess, unless you have a PlayStation, of course. It, it, there's not as many options to connect, and I think maybe Sony also doesn't promote it enough. I think it's definitely a promotion issue. I didn't even know about it properly. Like, I knew it was kind of a thing, but I didn't know I could use it until my dad mentioned it to me when i was i was literally on ebay trying to find a playstation because i was like oh i just need to play, play spider-man now like i just need to do it and i'm trying to find one for any anyone and my dad was like why don't you just try ps now and i was like what's ps now? it was like an advertisement i swear i was like oh what's ps now and he just just brought it up <laughs> i was like you can play any game so yeah any game as long as the game is in the library for that month yeah yeah it's not yeah it's not obviously it's not any game but it's Loads of exclusives are on there, at least. I and think they have like seven hundred games or something, right? From they have PlayStation plenty. Four and Three, mostly Three, I think, but still, they have a lot. But they but they swap them out every couple of months, which is kind of annoying because if you played a game that you really liked and you wanted to play through it a second time, then then it's going to be gone by the time that you decide you want to go. Yeah, through but Game Pass does that too anyway. They're getting rid of GTA yeah. stuff. That's the same. They're getting rid of GTA, you said? Yeah. From, from, Don't spoil the segment. From Game Pass. <laughs> yes. You just said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's on you, Anyway, Sophia. we'll talk about that more when we get into Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm looking at it. They have Tomb Raider. They have Just Cause 4, Spider-Man, Until Dawn. I'm trying to find the exclusive. They had like an exclusive. Oh, there we go. Exclusives. The Last of Us, God of War, Bloodborne, Twisted Metal. These are all the exclusives. Infamous. So Uncharted 3. That's pretty cool. So I mean they have I can't really think of an exclusive that they don't have on here. 
That, well, probably there is, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Journey. Wow, they have all of them. <laughs> That's it. All of the games. All the video games. <laughs> all of them on one service. That would be nice. But it, what you were talking about, I think, is a, a real problem, I guess, with games coming and going out of the service. That kind of sucks. And then I think an alter, a possible solution for that, if you look at streaming services like NVIDIA's GeForce Now, that's interesting because it's games you already own on Steam and you're just playing them off of a server. So that's a possible solution where you can own the games and they're yours forever, but then you also have the option to stream them. But does that, that only works on your PC, right? That's available for Android as well. That, I have actually tried that. And what is with all of them streaming only to Android? Uh, everyone has iPhones. Uh, I think Apple has some sort of restriction. They've talked about that before, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Apple has some Dumb. issues like, with that sort of thing. I'm not sure how it works. Game streaming? Apple is weird. They're like, we don't want game streaming. <laughs> Apple is just weird, so we can't. That is very true. <laughs> but yeah, I have I did try but, GeForce yeah. now in school, but... I'm saying it feeds off your library, but that's not true because now a lot of companies are suddenly pulling out of the service and a lot of games are disappearing from it. So that sucks. But... Yeah, because they didn't agree to it. Yeah, that's... And I get it. I get it because at, at the end of the day, like the NVIDIA or, or whoever started the actual service was like, hey, this just comes from your Steam library, but also every single game that was offered on Steam was like, well, we didn't say we wanted to be able to be streamed anywhere. And also, for all we know, a lot of companies could be in the middle of, of deals with Xbox or Stadia, Stadia <laughs> uh, agreeing to let their game be on that service. So that kind of messes up a few avenues for, for making money for some companies. Yeah, I can get that. Uh, in a way, some people have debated that, you know, you... It's just a game you you own, but it's hosted on a different computer, so they can't block that. But they can, and your point is absolutely valid because they're probably working on other deals, or they may want their own streaming service. It's it's a lot to consider from a financial standpoint. So until yeah. this streaming market kicks into full gear and everyone's everyone has their own services and knows where the games are, it's gonna be like messy with games moving around so it's it's confusing it's a lot like what happened with video streaming really now that netflix has so many rivals things are just moving. oh around. yeah now you're <laughs> like where the heck is this one tv show yeah i'm like it's... i just sold through five different it's no it's exactly the same because now um i have an app that has all of my game streaming services on them and there's like five and I've got a whole different library on each one it's so annoying to kind of try and remember what i have and what yeah, it's it's gonna be like that for a while, but once it stabilizes, I think it, it'll be cool. Well, guys, speaking of future gaming endeavors, I wanted to actually bring something to the table that I find is very crazy. So, Nintendo actually canceled their June Direct this year, which is the event where they go into detail about games coming out within the next this year and even sometimes. The, the following year how do we feel about this it is very sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's very unfortunate obviously it's not 
unexpected. We know why all of this is happening. It's not news to anyone at this point that there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. But it's sad. Like you say in your notes, it's, since 2012, we've always had a Nintendo Direct in June. And it, it sucks to not have that obviously yeah it's like it's something that you could always like up until this point count on you just be like oh june nintendo yes cool and and the thing is every june we've gotten those big game announcements like breath of the wild luigi's mansion and (sighs) even even like ports like witcher 3 right Tyrion, you're a bad boy you're a bad boy but anyway so yeah, so like we get we 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 expect specific things from Nintendo and, and not a lot to be honest because Nintendo always throws us for a loop. But the one thing we could always count on was a June direct. So I think it's perfectly fine to be disappointed in the situation. We all know why we can't have that June direct. I mean, I can just, I'm wondering I can just hear if... that I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in your voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like a, like a parent yeah. that's just like witnessed You're their like, child I'm do something wrong. So little, and yet I'm still let down. Yeah, so it, it, I, I'm I'm just wondering if because of the the pandemic that just too many games got delayed. I think that they that they just couldn't make a June direct, or if Nintendo was like, we just don't have the resources to make a June direct right now. Well, I think from what I saw in the reports, is it's a combination of both. Because working from home in Japan is very hard because no, their culture is just not ready for that. They rely a lot on physical presence for doing business. And from what I read, they, a lot of people don't even have fast Wi-Fi at home or personal computers. So it's very challenging to work from home like that. And also, you know, recording without a studio, which is what you usually have, is complicated. But also, in a separate report, I saw a follow-up report to this, where they said that Nintendo is telling other developers that they need more time to work on their games, but if they want to make their own announcements, then they can. So it seems like Nintendo can't make the Direct itself, but also isn't ready to show off their games at the same time. It seems like it's a bit of both. Yeah. So... That seems to be the case. It's, again, very sad, but very understandable considering the whole thing that's happening right now. So I, I, I am a little disappointed by it. It's been the longest period we've ever had without a full-fledged Nintendo Direct because the last one is in September. Yeah, it's weird, too. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> the last one we had was in September, and then last year we had that Direct Mini but that wasn't even focused on first-party games at all. They only had like small indie titles, and then Xenoblade Chronicles, which I already knew about. So it wasn't. Yeah, Sophia, I know you're very upset about this. <laughs> Do you want to I, elaborate? More? I didn't talk because I literally spilled coffee on my laptop as the oh, discussion no. went. So I was like trying to oh, no. think of talking. So that's why I was... Is your laptop fried No, now? it was completely fine. It was literally just on, like, on, like, the casing as I put my coffee back on the shelf. Oh, but okay. I, was, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, look at this. <laughs> Clean it up. So anyway, I am not a big Nintendo fan. I, I want to say that. Yeah, I'm, you're a like, horrible human disinterested. being. I only have Animal Crossing, and I have my sister's Switch. I didn't even buy my own Switch. <laughs> so... Because you're a horrible human being. 
can you guys just let me know when they have Nintendogs on there, and then I'll be invested. But until then, I'm happy to still uh, Understandable. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love Nintendogs. I, I never played it. I tried the demo of the 3DS game, but it's not my kind of game. When I bought my 3DS, the first game I bought was Nintendogs. Which Nintendo? Oh, wow. And I loved it. That is yeah. it. Isn't that well? No. To be fair, there were only like six games released when the 3DS came out, and all of them were like really yeah, bad. Yeah, I didn't. I bought my 3DS without any games when I bought it. I just bought the 3DS, and all I did was play like the built-in stuff, like the AR games and whatever they had. <laughs> that was all I played. Yeah, we can all agree the 3DS launch was yeah, horrible. I, I only, I got my first game in July that year, I think. So that was. And it was Assassin's Creed, and that's what you had? No, 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 that was for the DS, no. For the 3DS, I started the Ocarina of Time 3D. Oh, that was such a good game. That was my first Zelda game. That thing got me into the Zelda franchise. Now it's my favorite series of all time. So, (laughs) I actually played the original Ocarina of Time through my father's Nintendo 64. He had it, he gave it to me. It's sitting in 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 a box thing in my room. And every once in a while, I'll plug it in just to play an old school Nintendo game. But he didn't have much. But I was so surprised and excited when I saw that he had a Legend of Zelda game because he was really into like those wrestling games. So like he had wrestling Nintendo games and they weren't that great. And when I found a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time cartridge in this little box, I was like, oh, my God, my life is, is complete. I must play it. And I played it and it was great. Just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> but Ocarina of Time is a great game. And the remake was really nice. I never played the original. I never played any Zelda game until... I think I tried Spirit Tracks on the DS. But that was my my first real experience with Ocarina of Time 3D. And that just... And you liked it? Yeah, very much. That just got me into Zelda. Then I bought Skyward Sword for the Wii that year too. Also amazing. And ever since then, I've, just, I've, almost, I've played all the Zelda games, I think. Except the Wii U ones, because no one has a Wii U. But I think aside, Chris had a Wii U. I loved my Wii Chris U. Chris played Man <laughs> Origins on the Wii U, and I'm still like mind no. blown about that. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I played Arkham, uh, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins on the Wii U because at that time I did not have a PlayStation or an Xbox, and they came out and they were the, the definitive editions of both. So don't come at me, Sophia. I didn't have the options, and I was poor when the Wii U came out. That that worked. That like the Wii could handle that. Like well, that's insane. Oh, it was- well, Arkham Origin. I mean, Arkham City did come out like many, 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 many years before. Yeah, it was um, on the PlayStation Wii U Three came still, out. So yeah. I just, I could just, I'm just picturing you trying. Okay, we can move on. I'm just amazed that the, that that was. <laughs> Batman, Arkham, any game was used in the same sentence as Wii U. That they like. <laughs> That's me. Um, All right. Do we want to move on, guys? So speaking of that direct, one of the things that we were expecting to see, I think, was a celebration of the Mario 35th anniversary. That's this year. And yes. we've, we've, you guys have discussed this before in the previous episode, I believe where we were expecting Mario Galaxy, Mario 64, and Sunshine to be, like, bundled up as remastered versions, maybe. Yes. But we also heard that they would be porting Super Mario 3D World to the Switch. That was a Wii U game, and they were porting it to the Switch. 
And this week, this past week, Mario 3D World did show up on Best Buy as a Switch game. So that was lending some credibility to that report from earlier. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Do you guys think it'll come out soon, despite all of this? Even though we don't I have, have a direct? No I think it showed up on Best Buy. Is it still up there? I am not sure. Because um, the person who shared it, it, it wasn't visible to the public. He found like found it like in a database. Oh. But it, but it had like a SKU number and everything. So it's it so seems it like be. it's a real a real thing, yeah, right? That doesn't sound <laughs> I was like that doesn't sound fake. Yeah, so I think I think this is the one Wii U game that we still are waiting on a port for, and it's actually one of the Wii Wii U games that I have not played yet. Seriously? So you played Batman Origins. On Wii U. I played Wii U. Shut up. (laughs) I played 3D Land on my DS, but I did not play 3D World because, again, at that time era, I did not have money and I could not afford it. But I haven't gone back because I've been expecting this game to get ported for the longest. So I'm hoping it's true. I, I... do know from experience working at a Toys R Us that ga- we do get some information in advance, like games, stock, just in general. Right. So I, it doesn't surprise me that it could be true. But again, everything on the internet you have to take with a grain of, of salt. So I hope it's true. I want it to be true so I could play this game. But what we'll, we would have to see. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I'm so surprised. Well, I was very surprised when they, when Nintendo decided to port New Super Mario Brothers U first, and didn't give us Super Mario 3D World, which just looks like such a better game. Why would you do that? But they did. So, <laughs> I agree with you because I I just downloaded Super Mario Bros on my Switch and I played it because like. I have the Mario Maker, and I was like, you know what? Let me play an old, like, a, a formula version of a Mario game. Let me get this. Let me spend the fifty bucks, sixty bucks, and I downloaded it, played it for like maybe a day, and got through like a world and a half, a world and a half. And I was like, yeah, this was not worth the money. I don't know why they ported this game <laughs> over. What's going on? Yeah, here? this is a weird decision. I bought it too. I, I actually beat all of it, but it was a weird decision because no <laughs> one seems to like this game. Even on the Wii U, it was like a very low note. I think it's just Mario fatigue. We're just all over it. Yeah, we we need like two D Mario the game especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two D. I'm not talking about specific like three D Mario because I will always play a three D Mario game. But the two D Mario games, they don't change the art style ever. Yeah, they don't. They the the gameplay is always almost exactly the same. The most we got different. Was I forget which which new Super Mario Bros. I'm, it was the 3DS one, the, the one points. where everything was yeah, that's the 3DS one. Yeah, the 3DS one. I played that one briefly, and it, it got old pretty fast too. Yeah, it's it. I think there was a curse in Nintendo using the new <laughs> name in all their games because after New Super Mario Brothers, the first one on the DS, all the other new games were basically the same thing. So yeah, sure. they really didn't understand what the point of the word new was. And it, it just... You had expectations, <laughs> and then now they just ruined because everything has new on them. Yeah, they ju- it just derailed very quickly. So that that was really a weird decision. And I've been looking forward, forward to 3D World so much because I didn't have a Wii U, and it looked so good. 
and this is just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. So I really hope this is true, and that it comes out soon-ish. I don't know. I'm like, I'm really looking yeah, forward we'll to see. this. Well, I'm hoping. You see, the way that a lot of these companies are going, they've been just announcing things on Twitter. I hope it's just one of those like, like news drop things where they're just like, "We're releasing all these games. They're going to be in the stores in two months." Congre- get excited congratulations on on the new games coming out yeah as you said that i literally checked my twitter to be like is it there (laughs) (laughs) as we talk about it no it's not there i'm so sorry i hope it comes i i think i think we'll eventually see it but the 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 amount of time it will take to come over is very undefined and i'm hoping we get that cleared up soon oh yeah for sure i it, it has to be this year, otherwise I think it stops making sense as a celebration of an anniversary. So I, I don't. Yeah, we have to get something. Soon. Yeah. So it 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 it's, it sucks because this is exactly the kind of thing you would expect in a direct. Like Nintendo doesn't announce their major first party games in a tweet, but that might be what ends up happening now because we just don't have a direct anytime soon. So yep, that's I don't know. Everything's up in the air now. I'm trying to think of a segue and I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of disappointing, <laughs> disappointing but thoughts. This is disappointing. Like my part isn't. Well, everything about Epic disappoints me. So uh, that's, I guess it's very. That is so mean. <laughs> I don't like Epic. I don't like the fact that I have to download a separate launcher for one specific game every once in a but while. You have to do that with everyone. Yeah, that's Origin true. Origin can be downloaded for Sims 4. Sims 4. Yeah, and I'm upset about it. I will forever be upset about having more than one launcher. I can understand that. If you're not Steam, I'm going to be upset. I, I actually hate Steam the most. But... You hate Steam, you the, hate most? Steam the most? I don't, I, don't, I don't like them as a platform. Well, speaking of launchers, why don't we talk about Epic, Sophia? The Epic Game Store is now putting in two-factor authorization when a user tries to claim a free game. And they have a free game uh, every week through the launcher that you keep after you download it. So it's not like it's just free for a week. You get it forever. Now you have to set up two-factor authorization to get it through either email, SMS, or an authorization app. It's only until the 21st, but I could definitely see them prolonging this because it is a good idea to have considering the string of Nintendo accounts that were illegally accessed before, which we, we can talk about later. So what do you guys feel about this extra level of protection? I think it's definitely just a response to Nintendo's thing. Because they're like, I think I talked about, I definitely thought I talked about this on a past episode, but maybe I didn't. Well, since so many people got hacked, I think that this is literally just a response to show, hey guys, like we are just taking these extra precautions due to the gaming industry, blah, blah, blah. And I honestly, because of that that situation, I wouldn't be surprised if if like uses like this stay around just for the rest of the time, like two fact two factor uh, authentication just right there every single time you log into a video game account. And I think that makes sense. I think it it everything is moving towards this sort of more than password authentication because it's just not that secure. It's easier to hack, and then. The fact that authentication is important because you get that email and it's not as easy to fake and you know get access to those codes. I'm not sure if it's a response directly to Nintendo's hacking service, or maybe they want to ensure that it's harder for like bots to claim free games and then 
try to sound them or something, if that's even possible. You know, it's... Yeah, no, that's a thing. I've heard stuff like that happen so before. You, People are just claiming those free games. Yeah, and so if you... If you have to factor authentication, you can't automate that process of just farming free games and then selling them off. Because you need to have that step where you authenticate through your email. So yeah. I think that's also a way to diminish that kind of activity. I, I don't know. If it'll, if it'll stay forever, I think so. I think it makes sense if it stays active forever. I don't know why they do that yeah. temporarily. I don't see any point in doing something like that as a temporary measure. Especially so. since it's not every time you download. It's just sometimes because I just downloaded a game and it didn't ask me. So, yeah, I don't see why they would stop. It's a good idea. And it might be a pain to set up at first, but you should have had it set up already considering all the hacking that's going on, no matter what, if it's a about it. or Like if it's a response to Nintendo or not, it's still going on. Yeah, of course. It's it, that's the whole point of uh, two-factor authentication. I think it makes sense. I and like I said, I think it's also epic protecting themselves from people just getting their games and then selling them or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly the route that they're going. So that that makes sense. I'm glad they're doing it. It's more security is always good because there's always someone trying to. So speaking of hacking and two-factor authentication, Nintendo, like Sophia mentioned, was hacked. Nintendo accounts were hacked. Uh, over 160,000 accounts are hacked this past week. I was one of them. Me I was too. One of them. <laughs> so what happened, if you're not aware, these hackers used the Nintendo Network ID to log into Nintendo accounts. which are And these are two separate things. Nintendo Network ID and Nintendo Account are two separate things because the Nintendo Network ID was the login system that you had for the 3DS and the Wii U era where you used that to connect to Nintendo's online services. And now with the Switch, they've moved on or switched to a new system uh, where you just use your email and password to log in. But you can still use the Nintendo Network ID to connect to your Nintendo account and log into that. And people were leveraging those Nintendo Network IDs and hacking those and then gaining access to personal information from Nintendo accounts. So this is what was happening. (laughs) And if you had payment methods associated to your Nintendo account and you had the same password for your Nintendo Network ID and your Nintendo account, those hackers could just use the same password and make purchases with your account on your behalf and using your money. So what Nintendo did in response, they disabled net Nintendo Network IDs for login unless you're using a 3DS or a Wii U, well, that's required. And they now suggest, it's not mandatory, but they suggest that you use two-factor authentication too. So yeah, that's what happened. And you guys were hacked as well. Have, yeah, have you set glad. up two-factor authentication now? I'd need to. I always, I'm reluctant because I switch countries a lot and I switch my phone number a lot because I switch countries. So I've been locked out of, like, I'm locked out of my Twitch account right now because I use my English number to for two-factor authorization and then I cannot remember the number and I can't authorize it. So I need to get my 
stuff together for that i think i need to get an app like you and said. i just haven't set it up for some stupid reason because <laughs> i am lazy that that's that's relatable but, <laughs> but i will definitely do it at some point in the near future that is the next week I was that is the next week i was about to- yeah, I was about to say a date, but then I was like, then I have to hold myself to it. So I'm just going to say I'm going to do it in the future. <laughs> I love that we're like, this is so important, everyone. This is such a good idea. And we're like, no one's done it. <laughs> yeah, I, we are the worst. I did it, though. Oh, so, you're so good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very proud of you. <laughs> it's not that bad. It doesn't do it through SMS, so you don't have to worry about your number. It uses, it depends on, it, you use an authenticator app, so you can use any app you choose. Google uh, Nintendo says to use Google Authenticator, but you don't have to. And then it uses your Google account or Microsoft account if you go with that. And it just sends an, a notification to your phone and you just have to approve it on your phone, regardless of what number you have on there. It's based on your email account, so it'll always work. No issues there. I like that. And if you forget, if you don't have your phone, or if you switch phones like I did recently, they give you backup codes, so you can use a backup code to log in once and then reset your authenticator thing. So you can use it with your new phone, for example. So it works pretty well. Oh, that's good to know. It's fine. All right, Sophia, we got to do that. I literally just downloaded Microsoft Authenticator app. Yeah, it, it's it's not very hard. So you will go to your Nintendo settings, set it up in the password settings or something, and then they'll give you a code that you need to put into Microsoft Authenticator and that will link the accounts. And then after that, you can just use the app every time to to log in. Okay, everybody do that right now. (laughs) Cool. All right, while we're doing that, why don't we talk a little bit more about Xbox? Let's do that. If we must. (laughs) If we must. Hey, you're the Xbox fan. Why are you super reluctant about this? Please, what do we have to do? All right, well... Well, I just wanted to bring up that we're getting closer to the date that Xbox is going to be announcing games for the new Series X. Yes, your title is How wrong with the notes, that? by the way. You, you wrote Xbox One. What your notes are wrong because you wrote yeah, it says Xbox One. <laughs> so, oh, I did. I wrote Xbox One. Oh my God! You see, this is where I'm stuck in my ways. But anyway, this is for Series X and. On May 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific time and 11 a.m. Eastern time, they're going to be doing an event basically just revealing a whole bunch of launch games for the Series X, which will also be going to One X or just the One. And I'm excited. What game do we have any games specifically that we're looking forward to seeing or hoping that we see? Um, so, mm. one thing I noted in the tweet is that they say it's from their partners, so it doesn't seem like they're going to be announcing any of Microsoft or Xbox's game studio games. So this is only going to be third-party games. You don't think that we're going to we're going to get like that one thing at the end where they're just like, "Hey guys, and here's something extra for you," and then they they show a trailer for like Halo or something? <laughs> no, I was gonna, I'm assuming they're going to do Halo soon, right? Like the new Halo. Well, they revealed Halo, but they they gave us a cinematic, no real gameplay, yeah, just and, cinematic, yeah, trailer. cinematic, yeah. So I hope we get to see something from Xbox, at least just to get us a little excited. But I think, 
But I, I believe that there was another tweet from not from Xbox's profile, but I think from Phil Spencer or so, like the head of Xbox or something, where they said mm-hmm. they would have their own announcements next month. So it's, it looks like there's going to be another presentation with just Xbox Game Studios games uh, later. I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> Me too. So I just love games. I love content. I love consuming media. <laughs> And this is making me excited. I and now I just have a very important question that I need to address and slash ask. Do we think these events are going to push Sony to actually reveal more about the PlayStation? I think it's about time Sony did something because they've been so quiet about their PlayStation compared to Microsoft. It's just yeah, and you know what's crazy is the fact that like how fast time feels like it's going to because I remember freaking when they first announced this in the winter and i was like okay sony's gonna announce their playstation soon then and now it's almost summer and they've only shown us a game controller yeah that's it's so weird though they're so quiet about it too i i feel like it shows a lack of confidence almost that they're not stepping up like microsoft is yeah i think i brought this up before i think there's, there's something going on behind the scenes just where um, we're unaware, but they like either pricing issues or they're not get able to get their hands on the correct. Yeah, something like I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about business, but <laughs> it, it, it. I agree with you. I know nothing. <laughs> it definitely seems weird that they're so quiet about it, with Microsoft being so confident, and that's. I think that's going to give Microsoft the lead when the generation starts. At least things can always yeah, turn around, I think... but I think Xbox is going to have a stronger start. No, I yeah, I agree. I think if people are going to choose between which one they're going to get, if they're on the fence, I would go with Microsoft at this point, considering what we know about PlayStation, which is nothing. I think there's you need to be confident in your product, right? And PlayStation yeah, obviously yeah. aren't confident. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're trying to avoid a PS3 situation where they're charging like six hundred dollars for the console, and they know it didn't do well last time. Especially with what's going on right now. There's so many unknowns. Oh, yeah. It is also... We're going into the unknown, guys. (laughs) It's possible that Sony has more trouble making their console than Microsoft has because of what we mentioned earlier with Japanese culture being so different when it comes to working from home. So maybe they're having also more trouble getting things going. Yeah, that's a very real possibility. Well, to round it out, I just want to say... I'm excited to see what is going to be announced for Series X. Can I make a and, guess? Or make I a think guess. we're going to see a Witcher 4. Can I throw that out there? Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, I do. I mean, that could make sense considering that... Was it Microsoft? Was it Microsoft? Yeah, I think Microsoft made paid a visit to the developers mm-hmm. of Witcher like this past year. If not this year, then next year, I think we're going to get a Witcher 4. Yeah. I'm I I would I wouldn't mind cuz uh, see the Witcher's also on my backlog, but I if I, a new game was coming out, then it would give me the drive to actually complete it cuz I know that's like a full dedication for like weeks if you don't play in one sitting. Yeah, I need to push to finish Witcher 3. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing it May 7th again, guys, so keep your eyes and ears open <laughs> but yeah i think guys did we cover everything we wanted to cover any last inputs we want to put in there 
I think in terms of news, that's all. For news stories? No, I think the news are all Okay, so why don't we move on to our Xbox Game Pass segment? And Sophia, then we can you can tell us all about what's going on with Game Pass. I cannot wait. I will see you there. Okay, guys. So we are back, and Sophia is here telling us all about Game Pass and telling us what to look out for. Sophia, please take it away. So, Chris, I know you haven't heard about this, but has anyone else heard? That Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to Game Pass. Yes, I've heard about it. No, you this. haven't because you didn't know <laughs> five minutes ago. No, I 100% heard about this. GTA, was it GTA 5 you didn't know was leaving? Yeah, I didn't know that was oh, leaving. Okay, we might need to redo this <laughs> introduction. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's... <laughs> okay, so Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming and it will replace GTA 5. <gasps> GTA 5? There we go. That's what I'm leaving? For. Yeah, it's leaving. So if you, ha- I haven't played it, and I need to play it. Maybe I'll download it next week. Oh, it's leaving. Yes, GTF. I was leaving. That's crazy. I never thought they would kick like a game with that much replayability off the list. Well, that's what I said last week. Where I feel like they're getting rid of really big names, and they're not bringing en- enough big names in to replace them. That is so weird. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that. that's Microsoft's fault. Maybe it's some uh, licensing issues. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and notice how it's getting replaced with another Rockstar Games game. So maybe it's Rockstar that's trying to, like, add new, like, just keep the cycle going with their own games in some way. Yeah, that does make sense. It's just disappointing that I feel like a lot of those big games, because, again, so another one that's leaving is Wolfenstein 2 and Doom. So again, big names that are leaving and they're not, I feel like they're not replacing with big names fast enough because for this month, other than a Streets of Rage 4 is a big one. But other than that, the other one, there's Deliver Us the Moon is new, Hyperdot, Levelhead, and Moving Out. Those are new ones. The only one I've heard of is Streets of Rage 4. That's the one I only, the only one I've heard of properly. Oh, I've heard of Moving Out. I tried the demo on the Switch. It's pretty fun. But it's not, I mean, it's, but it's not a big name oh, compared to... Oh, no, not at all, no, no. Yeah, like Doom, Wolfenstein. I feel like they're not replacing, they're not keeping up their library. In my opinion, I don't want to say, like, official, you know, that's not fair, but in my opinion. Is Wolf, is Wolfenstein Youngblood or Doom Eternal on the library? I, I don't know any of this. Um, There's other Wolfenstein games on there, so you can play the first one, I believe. So they, but they aren't keeping them up in ways that you can play through them. Like I wanted to play through the Wolfenstein games and now obviously I'll have to stop at one or skip around. Yeah, I get that. I just think, I think this is more connected to last week where they're getting rid of Fallout 4 and stuff like that, where that was a big name. And I feel like they're not, Chris, how do you feel about this? I don't know. I here's the thing. I know that they're just swapping things out as they see fit or according to licensing agreements, but I think they need to drop something on there that's big for people to maintain their subscriptions. And I think Red Dead Redemption 2 does do that. It is a huge game that's coming. I'm really excited that it's coming. I'm definitely going to keep my subscription so I can play it. However, 
if this pattern does continue, I don't know how long I'm going to keep up the subscription if they don't keep adding big names to replace the ones that they're obviously going to keep getting rid of. Yeah, I think that's something that we like we can monitor and obviously pass on the info to our listeners. All right, Sophie, well, you have more to talk about. So let's let's go back to the news part instead of the opinion part. I already went through ones that are, that are joining. Those were for both Xbox and PC. But leaving Xbox, GTA Five is leaving next month. Doom, Mega Man Legacy Collection Two, The Banner Saga, the Lego Ninjago movie game, and Wolfenstein Two. So some of those I'm disappointing about. Disappointed about, like I said, I'm disappointed that Doom's leaving. I'm disappointed that Wolfenstein Two is leaving. Um, the others, it's not a big deal. Okay, for leaving for PC is. Uh, Banner Saga 2 again, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Wolfenstein 2 again, and West of Loathing. Just I'm kind of upset it. they're taking Rise of the Tomb Raider off. Yeah, I mean, it is for PC, though. I loved... Uh, out of all three Tomb Raider games, Rise of the Tomb Raider is my favorite. I still need to play it. I need to play a Tomb Raider game properly. I never... I always kind of lose interest. So, what has everyone else been playing on Xbox Game Pass? Absolutely not. So... I don't have an Xbox. Yay. But, Sophia, you're going to be very okay. happy to hear that I started playing Final Fantasy XV again. <gasps> Me too! Yeah, because you mentioned it and you started playing it for the first time. So I was like, let me dive back into this and see what's going on and what I what like, what like I haven't touched in a while. I'm really glad you bring that and... up, actually, because I was going to talk about it, but then I switched my games. So I'm glad that you can bring bring this one up because it is a good a good game to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. The combat's awesome. It's almost exact. It's very similar to Final Fantasy VII's combat, whereas it's not turn based. It's just like straight up, like you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like, yeah, button mashing, but also there's strategy to it. Can I just so, say I cannot figure out how to dodge on that game? Is that just me? That is just okay. you. Never mind then. <laughs> I'm yes. having such an issue um, with it. But yeah, it's the story is great. It's probably one of my favorite video game stories, and overall, I'm just I, I I'm happy I revisited it after um after playing seven because it just it gave me a little bit of nostalgia for it because I played it when it first came out and I enjoyed every second I had with it. If if anybody has not played it, I highly suggest to pick it up on Game Pass. Okay, I'm going to say, first of all, I played because I try and get the rewards on the Xbox Game Pass quests a lot. So I've been playing through Mm. some of those. I tried this hunting simulator game, which was awful because I was, not because it was, it was bad because it was hunting and I feel like that's not my game, but I also am terrible at it. I could not find a single animal to shoot and I gave up in the end. So I don't know if that's just me, but I guess that wouldn't be one simulator I recommend. I also tried Oxenfree mm-hmm. again. Still holds up. Still highly recommend it on the Xbox Game Pass library because it's it's a quick play, but it's also a really good story and it's really entertaining. I've and considered then... buying. Sorry, I was gonna say I've considered buying Oxenfree on the Switch. Oh, hundred percent, get it. A hundred percent, buy it. Yeah, she lives by that game. I, it is one of my favorite games. And I would say try After Party 2, but it's because that's their the same studio and it's their second one. 
but I don't think it holds up as much as Oxenfree. Uh, I love After Party, and I have not finished it for some reason. Oh, but Oxenfree's better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Sophia, is there anything else you want to talk yeah. about for for Game Pass? Anything? I tried. It's new out. It came out on Wednesday, I think. Streets of Rage 4. Okay. And I don't know how I feel about this game. Honestly, I don't. Because this whole the whole time I was like, yeah, I don't really know. I'm coming on the fence. But then I thought about it. And I've been playing this game nonstop for three days. And I've never been that into a video game since Outer Worlds. And I What kind of game is it? It's just What's an style? old retro 2D button mashing game. Ah. That's all it is. It's there's a plot. Could not tell you a single thing about the plot. I don't <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the people I'm against are called Mr. and Mrs. Y and their siblings. <laughs> And that's it. And what? I think there's a brainwashing plot. Like that's all. That's all I know. But because that doesn't matter, that's it is great. literally so simple, but it's so good. Where I've just like put on TV and then played this game, and it's so difficult. It is one of the most difficult games I've ever played. I had to halfway through, I could not move past the sixth level, so I had to start over on easy mode, and I had to start the game over because. I tried for half a day to beat this level and I couldn't. That's how difficult it is. That is so crazy that you're like, it's so in love with this game. I, I, that's, that's the thing though, because I don't. You're a plot girl. You like plot. Exactly. So it's weird that you're in. And it's it. really weird because I like out of worlds the whole time. I was like, I need to tell people to play this game. Even now streets of rage four. I don't even know if you guys would like it. It's so specific. And it, it yeah, I don't good. like it. <laughs> Have you played it? Oh, no. okay. yeah, that makes I sense. I don't like retro style <laughs> games. Uh, yeah, I honestly, Chris, I don't, Chris, I don't think you would like it. I don't. But it's still just one of those games where I don't know because I wouldn't have thought that I would like it either. But I do a lot for some reason. And it's really short. Well, I'm, almost I'm so finished. happy that you find something to pass. There's the only time. twelve levels. It's if you. I think it's one of those things where don't buy it, but try it. Does that make sense? Yes, I see exactly what yeah. you mean. So I am. I want to hear how this develops, and I want to hear how you feel about it in a week. Can we? Can we make that? Agreement? Yeah, I feel like my feelings will kind of because it is really. I don't. I genuinely don't know how I feel about this game because. I couldn't think of a single reason why I like it. I understand when it's nostalgic because it is 100% it is a game built on nostalgia. It uses old characters. It's got smooth gameplay. It's really good. It's a really good kind of remake of the genre kind of thing where it is 100% just like the old retro games. But mm. for someone who doesn't have that nostalgic connection, I don't really know, especially for someone who does not like these types of games. I don't, I could not tell you why I like it. I just do. And I feel like it is one of those games where you just need to try it. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I got your input on that. Maybe I will never touch this. <laughs> Maybe I will touch it. We will see. All right. So, Sophia, we talked about Xbox Game Pass. We talked about news. We talked about everything, guys. Why don't we move on to the final segment where we talk about the games that we've recently been playing? See you then. Let's do it. Awesome.
guys, so are we ready to talk about our recent gaming habits during this quarantine time? Chris, can I share with you a secret? No, you can't. <laughs> okay, you suck at Portal 2. No, I do. How dare you say that? Because I solved a puzzle yesterday on Portal that you were freaking out about because you couldn't figure that's out. That's true. That's true. You did. especially. I 100% solved half of our yes, puzzles. Yes, you do. That's true. Oh, I feel bad. I don't suck. I'm just an a-hole. But you did. You stepped up I, to the plate. I don't suck. I just mess with you too much. So if for those who haven't played, Portal 2 is also co-op. And you could do these puzzles with a friend i've been messing with sophia in ways that i've just been killing her i don't think <laughs> like, i've ever I've gotten been... so mad at you as when we're playing <laughs> so i i made her like in these portals like they could be replaced by other people's portals so like she'll make a portal and to go somewhere specific and then i'll replace her portal into an area that would kill her oh my god so <laughs> the She's been getting very frustrated with me, and it's probably the best feeling in the world whenever she gets angry. I, I have zero words for you. We've also been playing some Dead by Daylight. Yes, you hate that game. I do. I paid for it too, and I just... It is a uh, one... It was 10 bucks, you'll live. It is a one-bus-four-multiplayer uh, game, where someone is the killer, and then four of the people are the victims who have to try and escape from the map while the killer obviously kills them. And we suck, as me and Chris both suck with this game completely. Well, we both just started playing it within the last week. It's true, and I didn't play any tutorials. I just kind of relied on you knowing how to play, and you don't know how to play, so I feel like that's on us. It is a good game to pass the time, and it is a good game to play, especially if you could get four people so that you can be in contact with all four at the same time. If you knew, you know, if you could play with four friends, I think that would be better. Yeah, if you have friends, play this game. Yeah, it is definitely a game to get drunk and play. It is not a game where if you want a game to be invested in, don't pick this one. That was that was my night when we played. I got drunk and we played. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, in that case, I want to tell you about the games I've played. So... I've played just beat Final Fantasy VII this past week. Best game I've played ever, oh, wow. honestly. Like, I think I give this a 10 out of 10. Story, plot, just the characters themselves, the gameplay, best. I'm actually in the middle of writing a video review of that, but so I'll, I'll spare the details. But I only had two complaints throughout the whole thing, and that was it. One of them was... When you go up and down ladders, like the camera switches angles. So if you're pushing up, then the controls like switch. So if you maintain that push, you're going down again. It's like weird. It's very weird and very little. And it just bothered me because there was many times where I had to go up and down the same ladder twice because I went the opposite direction that I wanted to go. And then the second complaint was towards the ending, uh, the the story kind of just confused me. I looked it up afterward and I got the, the details to fill in the holes, but because this was initially a, f like, this is part one of two of a two-part game, it's it left me with more questions that, that didn't just, it, it, there's a difference between 
leaving the the audience or the viewer on a cliffhanger and just not giving the viewer details that are important. So I would say that was my other gripe with the the plot was towards the end, there were just some holes that I just didn't quite understand that I needed to look up on the internet just to like fully grasp. But the the journey getting there through the plot and stuff was was perfect. I loved it. So you would recommend this game, I'm assuming. Oh, 100%. It's worth the $60 too. Like, don't wait for it. Don't wait I'm for, gonna wait for it, to it to go on sale. Don't wait for it to go anywhere else. It's worth the $60. It's 40 hours of gameplay. It's I finished at 39 hours. Wow, I'm proud of you. And all, all my, like, all the characters I love. I love Tifa. I love Aerith. I love everyone. And you don't know who those people are, but you should learn. Noted. <laughs> I'm yes. not going to do that. But other than that, I picked Bayonetta back up after beating Final Fantasy VII, which I'm getting farther in. I'm almost done with that game. I can't wait to play Bayonetta 2 because I played through the first Bayonetta for the longest. And I started on Xbox and then I switched to my Switch. Very nice. Just because it, it was more convenient for me to like pick up and play in small bursts and then set up the whole Xbox and whatnot. So I had to replay parts of Bayonetta that I already completed on Xbox. But... I'm really looking forward to playing the the Xbox. I mean, the second iteration of Bayonetta. Oh, so you're now playing them on the Switch. That's... Yeah, I, it's horrible because it was supposed to be for an Xbox Game Pass segment. And I was like, no, I like this better on Switch. Uh, yeah, I've, I played it on the Switch too. I bought it last year. Wait, what year is it? 2020? I think I bought it last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, Portal... But so we covered that already. So yeah, Bayonetta is really good. I I like the second one more personally. I don't know if that's a general consensus. Yeah. I I thought the second one was mm-hmm. a little bit better. It's very similar. They're not very different. But I like the second one just a God. little bit more. I I feel like the interface for plot or gameplay or both. That is, I I feel like the gameplay maybe is a little more refined. The general look too. The the graphics are a little better. I think in the second one. Cool. I, it just feels better to me. What other games have you been playing? Uh, this week, I've been playing mostly, well, for the past couple of days, Deadly Premonition. And and how are you liking that? So this is, I, I'm playing the Switch version as well, the Deadly Premonition Origins. That's the full name, technically. And I bought this mm-hmm. because of Sophia, actually, because she uh, wrote about the release date for the second one, which is going to be a Switch exclusive. And she wrote about that, and she was uh-huh. like, I, I wanted to ask her if she played the first one and if it was good. And she said, no, but, she, but I'm interested. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to buy it see what, what that's about. Because I'm interested, too. And yeah, I figured yeah. one of us had to do it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad you did it. No, really. <laughs> that was very close. That was very close. Like, are you liking it overall? Uh, so here's the thing. I think the port, the, like, the porting job from the original version to the Switch was awful. I don't know who handled the port or if they even tried to mm-hmm. port it very, uh, properly, but it, it's the frame rate <laughs> is very bad. I don't know if the the video quality like the sometimes things look like pixelated and like there's no anti aliasing, so it's really weird. And I don't know if that's because of the port too or it's just the original game was like that. But it looks pretty strange <laughs> in that sense. And then if you're playing handheld mode on the Switch, the game is even slower. It, it feels like they didn't 
account for the fact that the switch is faster when it's docked. So it's just like it it stirs all over the place. And that is so yeah. weird. And this looks like a fun game, like a cool, creepy game. So I, I'm gonna get to that in a little bit. I just want to talk about technical oh, issues no. because I, I just think that's a very bad porting job. And like sometimes in handheld mode, if you pick up the switch and you wake it up from sleep and the game is open, when you resume, after five seconds or ten seconds, the game will just crash completely. Like it'll just close. Oh my god. So some very serious technical issues on the switch. But the game I mean, itself. I said that because I was planning on getting it on the Switch, and now I know. Don't do that. Get it on yeah, the PC. If, if you have another platform, do that. And I yeah. would never say that because I'm a very big advocate of the Switch, but it's it's very problematic. But the game itself is a very interesting experience. I don't know if I can say. It. Oh no! You said interesting. <laughs> it's. I can't say it's a good game because it's so weird it's I, I don't even know how to explain it i talked about this with sophia i told her that it was the most critically controversial game of all time it has a goodness world record for that for being controversial amongst among critics yeah apparently it's i don't know i don't know the list i just saw i went on wikipedia and it said like it has a guinness world record for the most critically controversial game of all time a horror game that is so crazy <laughs> so the thing about it is that i play the game and i feel the controversy my like i can feel both sides of the argument myself because some of the things some things feel really interesting and other and at the same time it feels really weird it's a very surreal experience the way the characters talk they they're they just seem weird and the way everything plays out and the sound design, the way it's implemented into the cutscenes is also very weird. Oh, it just feels like a very surreal experience and it's also, it also feels almost like a TV show or a movie. The voice acting is good. The voice acting is very good, I would say. So I have a, a big money question. Yeah. Is this something that you suggest for other people to play? I think it's worth I think, I think it's worth going through it yeah it's okay cool it's it's hard to say that it's a good game it's mind-boggling it makes you think <laughs> it's just very surreal the whole experience feels very surreal it's that sounds it's like a, a positive rather than or i guess for me is it supposed is it i guess yeah i would give yeah it a that sounds encouraging honestly yeah, I think it's a good thing, but I can see how a lot of people would hate it, and that's why I understand why some people would get give it very low ratings and other people would give it very high ratings. I think it's gonna definitely it has that potential to be a polarizing game. I like it. I really want to see where it goes next. To me, that's a good thing. But it's it's definitely a an experience. If <laughs> it, awesome, well. Let's. I think I might give this game a try because I was looking at screenshots just now and it looked pretty cool. So I guess we could revisit this sometime and have you back on to talk about it as a group. I hope so. I will. I hope to beat it soon. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this more in the future. I definitely want to play this. It's definitely making me interested in the sequel because that's going to be a Switch exclusive, and if it's being built from the ground up for the Switch. I hope they get around the technical issues and they can like leverage the good stuff about the game and just make it actually yeah have it more optimized. Yeah, because I think it has a lot of potential if they make it. The thing about it is that the the sequel 
they have shown zero gameplay for it. Like there was, it was announced in September last year. They had a new trailer for the release date, and not, neither of those things has any gameplay. Yeah, I noticed that because when I was writing the article, <laughs> I was trying to find anything. Yeah, there's nothing, and it did give me kind of like, how is this doing on the on the Switch? Because you would have thought they'd maybe do a little bit, but do you think it could be delayed? No, no, I don't. I don't know because they announced the release date last week. I think, and it's in two months, so it would be weird for it to be delayed at this point. Oh. I think. Yeah, if they just announced the release date, I think they're pretty. I mean, yeah, there, yeah, anything could happen, but I feel like with an announcement so close to the date, it should be stable. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out, but I'm definitely going to play this. Do you have any other games that you've been playing, or is that just it? I, I did play, uh, I've been playing some free-to-play games, but just very briefly, Warface on the Switch, which is mm-hmm. a first-person shooter all online, like most free-to-play games. It's interesting, it's very hard. Like, I, I do the easy missions, and I... I cannot beat them. The, the level is easy, but it's it's really hard. The enemies see you from so far away. I never know where they are. It's crazy. Really? <laughs> but maybe I'm just bad at first-person shooters. I'm, I'm used to playing single-player stuff. So. Which game is Warface. Okay, I should try that. I've been trying to find some free ones on Nintendo. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of free-to-play games. <laughs> it, well... You could play a Warframe. Warframe is also very good, but I feel like it's so complex. I don't like no? it. I Sophie and I did not like I, it. I liked Warframe, but I think it's so confusing the interface with everything that you can do, and they don't introduce you to things at a. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's why we didn't like it. We were we were trying to figure out how to upgrade forever. Yeah, it's very confusing, but in terms of gameplay, I do like it. But I haven't touched it in forever, so there's that. It's very Destiny-like. <laughs> yeah, I th- I've seen those comparisons, too. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I think that brings our show to a close. I- I- I'm very proud of all of us. We made it through completely, and none of us died. <laughs> <laughs> that is an achievement, yes. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, we're all- so, anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening for this full-length episode if you want to reach out to any of us feel free to go to any of our social media platforms we are on instagram twitter and we have a facebook group they're all at the pixels podcast and sophia am i forgetting anything i think we're all set yeah well thank you guys so much for listening thank you for hanging out with us and have a great day bye 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 everyone